Welcome to the Binge Breakers Podcast. I'm Jacqueline. I am here to teach you how I overcame bulimia and my binge eating disorder, and how you can too. Through simple steps of mind management, repairing your relationship with yourself, understanding your habits, and intuitive eating. Disclaimer. This recording is not intended to be utilized as medical advice or a medical diagnosis. If you think you're in need of medical attention or treatment, please seek it immediately. This recording will also contain sensitive subjects such as binging and purging, weight and depression. Please listen at your own discretion and do what you think is best for you. Hello everyone, welcome to the podcast. This is Jacqueline here. Today we're going to be talking about common um, bulimia mindsets that keep you stuck, part two. And so I originally released a podcast, I think in 2020, about common mindsets that keep you stuck in bulimia. And so I thought, and it's one of my most popular episodes, uh, so I wanted to do another one because there are more than just five, let me tell you. And I've been hearing a lot of them lately in the comment sections of my Instagram or you know, in what my group coaching members are struggling with and what my course members are struggling with. They bring up a lot. So I thought I'd offer that to you guys here on the public podcast um, to talk about. So um, we'll go over them shortly. First, I wanted to read a review that was posted on my podcast recently, and I just wanted to shout that one out because it was such a sweet review. They said, um, so honest and real, love this podcast and Jay's ability to relate to listeners in such a raw and honest way. Some of the thoughts I've had that seem so confusing and complex are addressed in this podcast, like um, Jacqueline is in my head. You never know, I might be in your head. Um, Just kidding. Uh, She really inspired my recovery through one of her first free coaching calls. Love this podcast. So thank you for that review. Um, I so appreciate you writing a review. I know that takes time and effort. The reason that I originally recorded my first podcast episode ever was because I knew it may help one person out there. So whenever I read reviews like this, it's like my dream has come true because it's helping a lot of people. And I'm so happy this podcast is serving its purpose and help this person um, out so much like it hopefully is doing for you as well. If you love the show, then please give it a rating and review. Um, It helps me, helps my podcast get seen more and helps those looking uh, to find it more easily. Uh, Thank you so much again for those that you guys that have already wrote reviews as well. Um, it makes me feel good too. So that's, that's also, um, what it is. And, you know, for the, you guys out there that just listen to, and for all my group coaching members and course members, thank you, because if it weren't for you, I wouldn't be able to keep on doing what I'm doing. So for the members and for the people that rate the podcast, everything, all of you guys make this podcast helpful, helpful and really be able to facilitate my life. So thank you. Thank you so much. Um, uh, and then like this person said, I do offer free group co- free coaching calls. Um, if you are considering wanting to work with me and you're not sure though, but you know that you need some sort of help, then you can go to my website, bingebreakers.com and you can get on a consult call with me. They're completely free. Or you can join my group coaching pr- program or my affordable bulimia recovery course. So whichever suits your needs best. You can find all of that at bingebreakers.com. And then I'm also on Instagram at bingebreakers underscore bulimia. Um, I have been doing a lot more reels lately, being really silly. Plus I make usually a post a day about something relevant. So um, you can watch me make a fool of myself there as well. Okay. Here are five mindsets that I see people struggling with all the time that keep them stuck in bulimia. Mindset number one, 
is bulimia is the only thing that actually helps me or that bulimia is helpful in some ways. Now, I'll be the first to admit that bulimia did help me in some ways and it does help a lot of people. It's not something that, you know, you want to use as a helpful tool, but I I know that bulimia has value and you know, if you struggle with bulimia, you should not shame yourself for finding solace in bulimia. There's a reason people develop it. There's a reason people do it. But I think when you're trying to move away from bulimia, you have to see it as harming you or being not as helpful as what you once saw it as, or you have to at least see it as this helped me once, but it's not helping me anymore. And it's actually causing more harm than good. So is it really helping me? I think that's a good question to ask people too. Cause a lot of times when I'm talking to people on coaching calls, they're like, bulimia is just so comforting. Um, binging and purging is just so comforting. Um, it's the only thing. And they talk about it in this almost dreamy state and I get why they do. But when you describe something like that, it really makes it hard to leave. It's like, you're describing your ex and you're like, oh, but he was so great. That's why sometimes journaling right after a breakup is really helpful. And you journal about all the reasons why you left that person, because as time goes on, as you move forward, you start to think about the things that you used to do through rose colored glasses and you forget all the awfulness that accompanied them. So it's important when you're talking about bulimia, be honest about, you know, how it helped you, but also be even more real and honest about how actually comforting it is, how beneficial it really is. Because I would argue if you're listening to this podcast, it's not as comforting as what you think it is. Something that's truly comforting doesn't cause you a whole bunch of pain. Something that's comforting doesn't cause you such a net negative. It doesn't cause you health problems. It doesn't cause you to be obsessed with food. It doesn't cause you all the other things that bulimia does. Bulimia is a hefty price to pay. It's like taking out a super high interest loan. Like it gives you the money immediately, but it is awful for your bank account long-term. It's the same thing. So try not to describe bulimia as helpful to you anymore and get real what it's helping you about. And then also sometimes people think that uh, bulimia is helpful as a weight loss tool or weight management tool. I get that, you know, sometimes it depends. Some people, for some people, purging is actually effective. Some people it's not very effective. So either way, but let's, let's go with the, the idea that like purging is hundred percent effective, which it's not, um, generally not, um, generally, generally there's like a little bit of variant there, but let's say that it's highly effective at, um, reducing any weight gain or something like that. It's still a tool that makes you very dependent It never teaches you how to use your own sense of satiety and hunger to gauge what type of food you need. And you have to be reliant on something that damages you and something that um, keeps you in the loop of binging and purging. Uh, Purging always kind of kept me out of control because it it never taught me how to stop eating on my own. It would only be purging as my fail safe. Um, I've I've done many episodes and many pieces of content on why purging is the exact opposite of what you think it is. It's really, again, it's like that high interest loan. There are other more effective ways to be in control of food than bulimia and far more effective ways than bulimia. Bulimia keeps you out of control, not in control. I always say that, but it's very, very true. And people think when they're letting go of bulimia that they are um, letting go of everything. And really it's the exact opposite. I think bulimia is letting go of some things. It's letting, like recovery is letting go of 
the false sense of security that you get with bulimia, but it's really opening yourself up to a lot more and a lot more better things and better ways to have control because it's you, you that's in control, not the bulimia anymore. The other common mindset people have is that bulimia lets you have your cake and eat it too. Um, people don't say it particularly it's this way, but that's basically what it is. It's like, oh, well, bulimia lets me whatever I want. And then um, I don't have to suffer any of the consequences. First, if there's a few things that are wrong about that statement. One, you do have to suffer consequences. Bulimia has a boat ton, a butt ton of consequences that are layering on top of each other and not just health consequences. I think I never talk about those too much because they're very, very obvious. Um, now, if you're one of those people that thinks like I can mitigate risks, it's not that big of a deal. Um, what I've heard is that when you're younger struggling with bulimia, it's not so bad, but over time it starts to accumulate and take a toll. So if you're not struggling with health consequences now and you keep on going, I'd say it's fairly likely that you will start experiencing severe health consequences at some point. So don't think that you're getting off with bulimia scotch-free. But outside of that, I don't like using health consequences as a fear tactic to recover. I don't think it's very effective. Um, you are paying consequences in, term, in terms of your mental health and in terms of where your mental space is being taken up with. Because when you are in bulimia, like letting it have your cake and eating too, you're training your brain to be obsessed with the desire to binge and purge, the desire to constantly monitor food, the desire to get rid of that food. You're basically reinforcing very, very negative addiction cycles. It's not helpful at all. You're paying the consequence with your mental presence, with your time, with your, with your brain, basically. You're, you're paying the, the cost with the quality of your life and the time that you spend in your life and what the majority of your time is taken up with. So that's a hefty consequence to have to pay to have your cake. Also, you can eat what you want without bulimia. And the cool thing people don't seem to get is that when you recover from bulimia, you don't want to eat copious quantities of food all the time. The desire is literally removed. So the desire that you have right now of binging to binge all the time, that it's so, so good, it literally removes that desire and you retrain your brain to want something else. I never have the desire to binge the way I used to binge. And if I ever eat to the point of feeling that way again, I feel sick and it doesn't happen anymore. But the last time I did do that, maybe like I just ate too much. I wasn't paying attention. Um, it probably wasn't even close to what I used to binge on at all. I felt awful. It's like, I never want to do this again. This, this sucked so much. I don't, you don't want to do that anymore. So people are like, I get to have my cake and eat it too. You don't want the cake anymore. <laughs> you do have cake, but you don't want that particular cake anymore. It removes that desire. It's such freedom away from that. Um, it might be helpful for you to realize that your desire might be faulty, that what you think you want so badly is not what you want in reality. And it's no longer what you will want if you go through the steps of recovery. So try to keep that in mind. There's, there's a disconnect and you need to make that connection and realize that eventually you may never want to do that again. And if you knew that was possible, I bet you'd work your tail off to get there. But you'd be like, oh my God, you're saying this is a possibility? Let's let's get to it. You'd be so ready to leave bulimia if you actually believe that. The other thing people have trouble letting go of, or the other mindset that keeps people stuck, the third mindset is 
my looks are a part of my identity and bulimia helps you maintain your looks um, and in particular your weight. So I've already talked about this. I'm not going to keep on talking about this, but you know, there's far more effective ways to take care of your health and your weight than bulimia. Bulimia is not a very effective way to do it um, for a lot of different reasons, but how you look can be a piece of your identity but it's only a piece of your identity because you have let it become your identity. And when I say let it, that's a loaded term. I know that people have a lot of different societal factors and environmental factors that make them think that that's their identity, how they were grown up, what their parents said to them, what people have said to them, their culture, whatever. So when I say let it, you know, I know that other factors were involved that created that, that cultivated that identity that they have. But I invite you to realize that you can change your identity and maybe you don't want to change your identity, but you can change it. And I would suggest that your identity, just based on how you look, is maybe a very surface level identity and you might want to add more to it. You can totally still have how you look as part of your identity. And I would suggest that that is an important piece of your identity. Your image is the first thing people see. So I, I, that's why I had Judith Gatton on my episode about, um, on my podcast about style, because style is a really important piece of your identity. How you portray yourself is important, but it is a small piece of who you are. And honestly, how you make your style up is based on what you think of yourself and what you think of yourself should not be entirely dependent on how you look. So bulimia, recovering from bulimia is not giving up your identity and giving up um, you know, how you look, it's actually aiding you in, in, in developing a much better sense of identity, much fuller sense of identity than just how you look. So hopefully that makes sense. Um, the fourth mindset is recovery is letting go. I've already kind of mentioned this because a lot of these overlap, but recovery again, isn't letting go. People think it's letting go of that. Once they recover, they're just going to be someone who doesn't care at all about their physical health, that they're just going to eat cupcakes all the time. And that they just, whatever, who cares? Let's just let it go. That's not the case. Firstly, recovery is one of the healthiest things you can do for yourself. It's going to put you in a much better mindset. It's going to put you in way more control of food. It's going to make you take care of yourself far, far better. Um, and just like, just from a physical aspect too, for me personally, I have never been so healthy as I am now. And I have never been like, I'm crushing my gym goals now more than I ever was able to when I was binging and purging. So you think that recovery is letting go, but it really isn't. It's facilitating you to have one of the healthiest lives you can have without the obsession over food, without the binging and the purging and the detrimental health consequences. It is the best thing you can do for yourself. I think a lot of people online, they don't do justice because they, some people do kind of not take as good a care of themselves in some ways after recovery um, in terms of nutritionally or working out. But that doesn't necessarily mean you have to be that way. And I feel like something that I've done a good job of that I know some people relate to is I've done a good job taking care of my health and still finding balance with the gym, with, with um, health and exercise and nutrition after recovery. It's totally possible. It's just about changing your mindset and working towards that and not letting your other voice, your eating disorder voice take over again and letting it become obsessive again. Um, recovery allows you to be much more balanced in a way that I never knew was possible. So please don't think recovery is letting go. You still can enjoy um, a healthy lifestyle 
while being recovered. And being recovered is far healthier than being in bulimia. Um, so you know, no matter what you do, not being bulimic is going to aid you in a lot of ways. And I'm just talking about physical health, health here, but your mental health, way, way better too. So that's just like a whole different subject, but your mental health, way better when you don't have that cloud of bulimia hanging over you 24 seven. The other mindset that people have, the final one is that I can't do it. And I know that this, I was in that mindset too. And it's one of the hardest things to bring people out of, but it's one of the most common ones, which is why I focus on it so hard in my marketing, because I know if I can get people to believe, I can get people to start trying and that will lead them to recovery eventually. But when you think you can't do it, you will never, ever try. If you think I can't do it, you're never even going to attempt. You're never even going to put in any effort. And then you constantly reinforce the belief of I can't do it because look, I'm not doing it now. And you don't ever actually give it a fair chance or try. I would invite you, if you're struggling with that mindset of, I can't do it, you're probably using evidence from your past of looking into your past and saying, well, I've never been able to do it before. So I obviously can't do it then. But think about all the things that we have created in society. They were never possible till they were created. Your fast, your, your past is not a future teller. It's not a fortune teller. It cannot read the future. It does not know what will happen. There are, you know, indicators in the past. You can learn from your past but it isn't necessarily a for sure sign of what's going to happen in the future. And everything that has happened in the future wasn't possible, wasn't believable till it actually happened. You didn't know for sure it was going to rain today till it rained. So just please keep that in mind that just because you think you can't do it doesn't mean you can't. It's just what you think. And just because you haven't been able to do in the past does not mean you can't do in the future. That's just what you're choosing to believe. And I want to invite you to think something differently. And I want you to invite you to imagine for one minute that you fully believed you could recover. What would you do today if you actually believed that? That is one of the top mindsets that keep people out of bulimia and gets them to stop trying. Because the reason people fail at recovery isn't because they aren't capable, it's because they give up and they give up because of these beliefs here. So that's why this podcast is so helpful. Okay, I'm gonna let you guys go. Please never give up on yourself, my friend. I say that every episode because it is paramount to your recovery. Never ever give up on yourself. Okay, bye.